Welcome back, Ghosts and Ghouls. Hi, Ghosts and Ghouls. Welcome back for Terrified Tuesday. Sometimes a Wednesday. Weirdo Wednesday. I don't know. Oh, is that we're calling it now? No, that sounds too more, but I have to think of it. A wa- what is it? Wacky Wednesday? No, that's not it either. Wacky is Wow, it's like a Wednesday? Good. No, it's like, um... Wario Wednesday? Not Wario Wednesday. <laughs> oh, think about it. Wednesday? Which is Wednesday? Um, yeah, and this is Nope, I'm Scared podcast. I'm Ella. I'm Alexa. And we have a guest. Woo! This I'm is- Ashley. Yay! Um, you heard her say Witchy Wednesday. That's why we keep her around. Um, <laughs> for our new names. Just because she's a genius. She is a genius. Um, and she is our guest today. Woo-woo! But also our best friend slash basically sister. Yeah, good if luck you, keeping up with us today. If you ever hear us say, Ashley, this is who we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, it's always this Ashley. Always this Ashley. And we brought her on. We've been trying to do this for months. And we keep telling you guys about it. We're like, we'll get to it. We're doing it. And we're doing it. We did it. This is happening. We're doing it. Um, we're all here in the same bed. Because we wanted to do a case, but Ashley is a social worker, and she did this case in full for your thesis? Yes. Yes. My thesis. For the thesis. That, do you want me to hold that? Um, you can put it on your lap, I suppose, but you're gonna need to put it, like, back that's here, because it's gonna be, like, too loud. So that's against all of us? I mean, it's on circle, so it's already, like, getting everything. Anyways. Anyway, so the case that we're doing today is Gypsy Rose. Or the Dee Dee, the Dee Dee. Dee Dee Blanchard. Yeah. Um... If you are not familiar with it, it's that movie that was, I believe, a Hulu original... Where it had um, Joey King. Where was she that played... a movie or was that a show? It's a was show. It a limited series? I think it was a limited series. Okay. Called we the got Act. there. <laughs> There's also multiple documentaries on like HBO and probably Netflix at some point. And it's been brought up in some, some things briefly. Yeah, it's used a lot. So anyway, the thing that I'm talking about with Joey King was called The Act. Uh, yeah, and it was on Hulu. I yeah. See. She's got her list up. I didn't know Sharp Objects was one. Ugh, Amy Adams. I think it had, like, inclinations. There is a lot of things that, like, were inspired or, like, took things from this case into their stories. Okay. Um, but this is kind of wacky. I will say I'm not going to talk very much about, like... The trial, and not even a super ton about the actual, like, murder, aside from, like, what happened and, like, how things were found. Um, because I had so much information. I found a very good, in-depth, like, I don't even know, deck, like, what? tens, what? tens of twenties of pages, you know, like, a lot more, like, not hundreds, but, like, and what was coming and, out of my yeah, mouth what was you decades. <laughs> I see. And because of ten. Yeah, okay, but, I got you. you know, I'm following. Those things. Tens of whatever. Ten kids. That's what ten kids. Okay. I don't think that's right. <laughs> that's not a word. No. Nope. <laughs> but in our world, but you it, is. it was a very exactly. in depth like report from I and I, I know you I hear you guys being like, really? But it was a BuzzFeed, but it had, like, m- very many sources. It was, like, someone spent probably months on this Hell and tried yeah. to talk to everybody. And it had so much information that I couldn't even take everything from it. Woo! Um, we love it. We so love to see it. 
how it is. Also, we're recording this the day after we recorded the last episode that you'll probably hear sometime this week. Definitely not Tuesday, because today's Tuesday. We have no news updates for you. So that's why. We're going to record a few episodes today, hopefully. Hopefully. We've got them ready. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to have, like, really news updates for the next couple episodes because they're happening all at the same time. We can post about them. We'll get around to it. We'll just fill you in. This is an Ella Learns Science episode. Sort of. I like these episodes. They're fun. They're fun for me. I just get to enjoy this... Whatever it is. Whatever it will be. Yeah, fun is not very familiar things. with this case. <laughs> oh, not. you don't know. This will be a fun adventure for you. Yeah. As most things are in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Ella is a young. She I, do try her best. I am small and I have no knowledge. Um, okay. So, do you know anything, Ella? About the Gypsy Rose case? Yes. Yeah. I mean, in general, but also. I'm About one gym. I <laughs> breathe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Wow! <laughs> I am being so attacked by everyone today. Today has been a spicy day. <laughs> yeah, just act after me. Everyone's coming. But not really. We went after um, uh, Philip's mom in Maleficent 2. Oh, we did go after Michelle Pfeiffer a lot. Yeah. I forgot her name for a second. She's a bitch in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that movie's... And in that everything movie's, she's in. <laughs> yeah, pretty you know? much, yeah. She just likes to play that kind of character. She's got the face for it. Respect. I mean, I think she would have a good face for, like, you know, a queen that was nice, but she chooses to... (laughs) She just chooses to be awful. She chooses to use her eyebrows for evil. (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer using her eyebrows for evil. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the original question. Yeah, Yeah, I do fucking have knowledge. Thank you. Well, what is it? you know about this case? Okay. Um... Running down the list, and Chasm by proxy, what I know of it is like from this case, at least. Dee Dee was like, You're sick. And Gypsy was like, I'm not sick, but okay. And then Dee Dee's mom like made her sick and would like shave her head and things to get free shit, like trips and food and ish of things. Okay. Well, I will start with um, the day things got weird. The day things got weird. Yeah, so that would be uh, June 14th, I, 2015, I believe. That sounds about right. I, I, I should have written down here, but I didn't. That's great. Cool. Um, so June 14th, there were a series of very disturbing posts made to Dee Dee's Facebook page. Um, didn't know that. Where, like, I think the first yes. one stated, the bitch is dead, and that was it. What? That's ominous. That's suspicious. And I believe the next one talked about cutting her up like a pig. What? I didn't actually read. They're very, they're not nice, but, um, yeah. Um, so that- Everyone needs to follow the advice on Josh's shirt. Just keep it cool. Just okay. keep it cool, guys. <laughs> Um, so because of those Facebook posts, people were concerned. I, with good right. Um, and so they ended up surrounding Dee Dee and Gypsy's house. Yeah. Um, and they tried to call Dee Dee, but they weren't getting any answer from her. They did know that they tended to go to, like, places and doctor's appointments, but her car was in the driveway. Hang on, Ash has got the posts. Would you like to read them? Uh, the pig part? 
that you were curious Because it is just the bitch is dead first, right? It does. And then there's a bunch of comments, and then the other one says, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. Lol. What? So that's what people were seeing, and they were like, someone should check on them. Yeah, I would be very concerned. Especially when what you're believing is this is a mom taking care of a very sick daughter. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what? Yeah, you're like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, so everyone goes to the house. Um, They were like, well, maybe they're not home. But Dee Dee's car, which was made accessible to have Gypsy's wheelchair, was in the driveway still. So Um, they knew they were home. So they knew that they were supposed to be home because how else are they going to get around without the car? Because she needed a wheelchair. Mm Mm-hmm. But no one's answering the door. No one's able to get a hold of Dee Dee. Um, I don't like this. When people were standing outside, there still wasn't a warrant. So when the cops came there, they couldn't go inside the house yet. I did read that in through one of the windows that, that looked undisturbed, they let a neighbor go in, which makes zero sense to me. And that does not w- seem like something you should be doing as a police officer. Yeah. Um, it did say, like, they did, like, they didn't see anything, but they were able to see that, like, the oxygen tanks were still there and, like, the wheelchair was still So, there. like, it would be like they had to be there because Gypsy couldn't go anywhere without it kind of thing. Yes. Yep. As far as their knowledge was. Yeah, so when the sheriff deputies finally got the search warrant, and were able to enter the home, they found Dee Dee face down in her bedroom in a pool of her own blood. Gross. Um, and then mm, it came... Mop it up! Thank you. <laughs> and it became... I'll be here all day. ...known <laughs> that her seriously ill and mentally handicapped daughter was nowhere to be found. That is so... It, okay, because as far as these people know, Gypsy is, like, really sick, Dee Dee's dead, and someone's posting... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, on and the like, Facebook. Dee Dee's dead, Gypsy's missing, and, and all of her there. things that she needs to survive because she's a terribly just a very sick. terribly sick girl is at the house and not with her. That so of sus. course everyone yeah. was panicking in the community because yeah. they all knew this, and like they were kind of big news in the local area. So yeah. even the local area was like, "What is happening? Yeah, where is this very sick child? Yes." Um, the community was concerned, um, <laughs> to say the least, and they were desperate to hear if anyone found Gypsy, but in the next day, the police surrounded the home of a person named Nick Godichon, and after he surrendered, he walked out, and Gypsy walked out behind him. Yep. <laughs> um. Keyword there is walked. Um. Josh going, what? 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 <laughs> what? The plot thickens. Wait, wait, babe, do it. Uh? There it is. <laughs> you got it. You guys got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, so the com- <laughs> Imagine saying that. You're like, this sick, disabled girl can't do anything, and then she's walking out behind this well, guy after her mom has been murdered. Was, it probably would have been breaking news where they were like, SWAT teams are surrounding the house suspected of maybe the murderer of T.D. Blanchard. And then they were like, oh, they've initiated a surrender. And they see the guy walk out and they're like, well, that's the guy who did it. And then behind them comes, comes Gypsy outside like, oh, hello. 
I can walk. I'm totally fine. fine. <laughs> what did I'm you real say? Boy. I said I can walk. Oh, I said, I'm, I'm a real, real boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, everyone probably would have been like, what? <laughs> the record scratch. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the community was in flabbergasted shock and confusion. Is confused. Is confused. Um, about what the fuck was happening. Well, yeah, no shit. Um, and then the sheriff doesn't really help anything because he comes out with a statement saying, things are not always what they appear. The fuck? That is so Mm. ominous. And unhelpful and... Yeah, you're like, obviously, sheriff. Like, I see... Yes, the girl who's not supposed to walk just walked. I can see... The things are not always what they appear. Could you give me information? And then at the same time, her mother is still, you know, dead. dead. Um, But yeah, so anyway, the truth (laughs) is... Ashley just going, "Mm mm-hmm. Well, Ashley knows this whole story, so she is just loving... I mean, she's in my position, where we love to see you hear the information first, (laughs) and and on a side note, Josh, because he's here and just listening. (laughs) And he turned his back and was like, wait, the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. So, anyway, at this point, the cat's out of the bag. Gypsy's not sick at all, and they've been lying the whole time. The outrage. I would feel really betrayed, too, and I'm not even a part of that family. Well, I mean, it wasn't just the family. It was, like, Everyone the else whole community. Them, the world, so it really actually. fucked things up for, like, actually sick people for a while. Yeah, because nobody would trust them that they were actually sick kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Love how society does that. So let's, 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 like, roll it back. Let me tell you where, like, that's where things, like, went nuts, but let's just go back to how everything It's like the frame in Emperor's Cusco where it just goes back a couple scenes. Or it's just like, um, this is the story of how I I died. died. (laughs) And then it's like, just hang on, let me tell you everything about Rapunzel first. And then we'll get there. Yeah. Except this is exactly like Tangled. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that is what the story is. Oh, sure. We'll see how you feel at the end of it, okay? Oh, shit. Okay. And if you can hear that, that's dogs freaking out outside of my house. Are you sure? Because it sounds like a child. No, nope. Or it's a, a dog. No, the cats were this morning. Either they oh. were boning or fighting. So they, <laughs> they've been here already. <laughs> yeah. They've been through. Okay. So... Dee Dee Blanchard was born to the actual name of Claudine Peter, or Petra. I can't figure out how to say oh, it. Oh, that's where Dee Dee came from, from Claudine. Got um, it. And she was born in Chack Bay, Louisiana, in 1967. Cool. She ended up having... That's not even that long ago. No. But it's a long time for you. I was, uh... 2004. I mean, that was only four years before Mom was born. True. True. She would have only been like fifty-four today. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> Valid points. Mom's not that old. No, she is not. Even though she's not going to listen to this podcast, so she's not going to hear me say no, it. She doesn't like that she's fifty, and I'm like, why not? <laughs> You'll regret being fifty. It's a number. It's literally fine. like you look the same. It's not Honestly. like you're fifty and now you're just ancient. <laughs> Unless Theo calls you ancient because he's a dick. Anyways. Um, so anyway, Dee ended up creating a ton of aliases and backstories for herself. Aliases? Yeah. She's, she's an interesting one. Why would she need... I don't know. 
I have questions. Well, let's see if I can answer. Why would she need an alias? Okay. Yeah, why does she need why does she need different backstories? I mean, unless she's a spy. Because she didn't end up using them because she still went by Deity Blanchard. Well, unless that was an alias. Know, people did not know that her name was Claudine. Claudine. Yeah, so that's an alias right there. Yeah. I don't like this. Okay. Okay. Um, the truth was that she grew up in Golden Meadow and had five brothers and or sisters. Like, she had five siblings and they were a mixture of boys and girls. What the fuck happened to them? Um, her family came forward for the filming of Mommy, Dead, and Dearest from the HBO show to talk about how they knew Dee Dee. Because at the time I was reading the BuzzFeed article, the person reporting had not been able to get anyone on the family to talk to them. Okay. Um, and she apparently had a history of problem behavior, as they called it, and they said she would often steal things from members of the family, and they believed that she did this out of retaliation for whenever things did not go the way she wanted. Sounds like a bitch. Yeah. Just a little bit. Dee Dee's mother, Emma, who was also a petty thief. Oh, um, cool. Died in, the family. <laughs> yeah. Died in 1997, and the family thinks that she may have intentionally killed her mother by starving her. What? Yeah. Because what? she was old and ailing, and Dee Dee was in charge of her because she was telling everyone that she was a nurse's aide, and she knew all this stuff about the hospital world. What? And so they put her in charge of her mom, and then her mom basically wasted away. What the fuck? Yeah. That, that's murder right there. Mm-hmm. But she never had, like, charges for it. Um, so then Dee Dee's stepmother, Laura, claimed that Dee Dee tried to kill her as well by putting some Roundup, which is, a, like, herbicide, weed killer, whatever, um... In her food, which led to Laura being bedridden for nearly a year. What the fuck is wrong with this lady? No one, many things. No one actually was able to figure it out. Like I remember hearing about. um, (laughs) Don't don't look at me like that. You're like I know. Many things are wrong here. But like when everything ended up, they ended up showing a picture of her, like of Dee Dee's autopsy to members of the family relating to Gypsy and like one of them just stood there forever looking at her brain and like brain scans because she was trying to find answers in that yeah there wasn't any what the fuck I don't like this guys um okay so when Dee Dee was 24 she met a 17 year old man or boy because he's 17 yeah named Rod Blanchard and became pregnant by him how old was she at this point 24 mm. i did just say that you did yeah so i was like that's not cool that's you should know better but you also tried to kill both of your moms so yeah you already seem to have a little bit of error in judgment there yeah so Rod Bless wanted you. to Thank do you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a definitely like let's not sneeze and go. Sorry, you're good. You're good. Um, so Rod wanted to do the proper thing and marry Dee Dee so that they had, and they had also discussed a name for their baby. 
Um, I mean, respect for him for, like, trying to be a responsible dad. At 17. Yeah. They're also from Louisiana. This is a very, like, southern chivalry type of thing. I can appreciate the thought behind it, but you don't need to destroy your life because of the situation. Yeah. Also, she wasn't proposing it either. I mean, she may have been. But, like, you don't want this baby. You don't really want Dee Dee. This is just something that happened. You don't have to do this. Also, she should know better because you're 17. Yeah. Patriarchy. That'd be like if I went out and dated a 24-year-old man and got pregnant and he was like, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, but you could get rid of it. Obviously, Dee Dee didn't. But then that's that's her baby. She wants to have it. She wants it. That means he has... that's the thing. At that point, he doesn't have an obligation. Whatever. We're gonna I don't know. Forward. I don't think that they should have to if the mom wants to keep it and they don't. It's a weird kerfuffle kind of thing. But yeah. I also don't think that if the man wants to have the baby and the woman doesn't, that means she has to have it. Yeah. All of these things, it's a much bigger conversation. This, that's a story for a different day. Separate and podcast. won't ever work on our podcast. No. Doesn't fit. No. If you want just random idlings, we'll make a new podcast, I guess. I mean, we're also getting a YouTube channel. Updates about that come later. I have no updates right now. <laughs> Why are you saying Just kidding. <laughs> Ignore the last comment. Anyway. So they decided, because Dee Dee liked Gypsy, and Rod was a huge fan of Guns and Roses. So they decided to just slice them together and make Gypsy Rose the name of their child. That's a very hippie way of naming a kid, I want to say. I mean, um, I don't... Cute name, though. I think it's a nice name. It's fine. But it's like, oh, why? what's your name like that? Well, my dad really likes... Likes Guns, Guns and, and Roses. roses. <laughs> so, so I was named after that. A band. Yeah. Flowers. It's not even like a, a song of a band or like the flower itself. It's the band. It's, it's just but the they, band but itself. But guns wasn't appropriate. So they went with the other part <laughs> of it. I wouldn't be surprised if someone did that though. So at least she didn't get that before end of the day. Gypsy guns? Yeah, gypsy guns. <laughs> <laughs> gypsy guns, Blanchard. My name's Pistol. What's yours? <laughs> Don't, don't Can you imagine? You're putting that out there to the Winifred. universe. What's yours? Oh my god. I watched Hocus uh, Pocus last night. Better than Northwest. Naming your kid Northwest. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. shame. A lot, honestly, a lot of those Kardashian names are just like, why? Why are we doing this? Wait, why? Why, though? Anyway. <laughs> moving um, on from our naming Sorry for the shade. Okay, so here's another interesting thing. When they named their child Gypsy Rose, they didn't know that there was actually a musical titled Gypsy at the time. With the main character also being named Gypsy Rose. And in this uh, musical, she struggles with a controlling mother who pressures her into show business. It continues in it long after she doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, And that's just a weird thing. Yeah. That is a very odd coincidence. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Cool. Yeah. The world works in mysterious ways. Mysterious. That's Um, what we're here for. So somewhere within the nine months, Rod realizes that he's marrying Dee Dee for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and just before Jesse was born in July of 1991 he decides to back out of the relationship you were negative four negative four see she doesn't know I didn't even do it no this is just, just something I measure time by now mm-hmm. how it's, long it after Alexa was born it's kind of interesting that 
uh, Dee Dee is four years older than Mom, and Gypsy's four, four years, years older, older than, than you. Me. Interesting. Yeah, that means they were born at the same time. Same time difference. Twenty-four years. Yeah. Um, so Dee Dee tried to get Rod to come back multiple times, but he resisted her efforts, and Dee Dee ended up bringing her daughter to live with her family after Gypsy was born. So her family knew that Gypsy was a thing. Yes. The, the, sorry, Gypsy was not a thing. She was a person. Well, uh, knew that, that she existed. <laughs> exactly. They knew yes. that she was born, yes. Yes, they did. They were aware of a child. <laughs> Ella's not appreciating the shade today. <laughs> it's just been a lot of shade, okay? But it's a love. It's a love. It's a love shade. I may be your half-sister, but I love you fully. It was a compliment. What else did you say to me? Uh... I don't know, but I could say I'm not your sister at all and love you. Ouch! So. Ouch! That's you asked for thing. that one. You did! You okay. opened a door. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm getting attacked from so many angles today, guys. We love Ella. We love them. I'm poking the bear with a stick. You are. You're just asking for things. <laughs> Hello, Hello, insult thing. <laughs> roast me. <laughs> please, please. Hey, roast me, please. <laughs> Yes, we have yes. a lot of information. Go, 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 do it. Uh, okay, so when Gypsy was only three months old, Dee Dee was convinced that she had sleep apnea. And since Dee Dee was a quote-unquote nurse's aide... Did which, she convince herself to believe that? I believe she did actually, like, do something, but she was just a nurse's aide. Like, she didn't do it for very long. And she didn't she have any didn't qualifications. She didn't have a ton of experience. It's not like she went to, like, a bunch of school for this. Like, she knew enough, but she wasn't qualified. So, yeah. like, that's the big fucking problem. Everyone treated her like she was fucking qualified to make these calls, nope. and she was not. No medical experience. Okay, so anyway. This is wild. Um, the power of confidence being able to lie to people. I mean, she does so much. So, anyway, <laughs> so, Dee Dee thinks that Gypsy has sleep apnea, and Rod believes her because she was a nurse's aide and he doesn't know. So and he's still a kid. Yeah, and he's doing his best. And also he doesn't live with Gypsy full time, so he doesn't know what the situation is. Uh, so Dee Dee takes Gypsy to repeated overnight stays with a sleep monitor as well as other tests, but they're all never able to find any sign of sleep apnea. No shit. Um, surprise. She then Love started it. to tell Rod that Gypsy had a chromosomal wait, hang on. Chromosomal defect, and that was causing all of her wide array of health issues. Sure. Like any problem she had yeah. got traced back to her chromosomal sure. defect. Great. Which also makes it sound like it's his fucking fault. Yeah. Because he provided half of her chromosomes. But so did fucking Dee Dee, and we know she's a murderer. And I don't um, like where this is going, guys. I mean, obviously. And there's literally no proof for either of those things. No. Um, but so Rod said that things just really spiraled quickly after this, and that every time he talked to Dee Dee, there was always something new that was wrong with Gypsy, or they were seeing a new doctor, or Dee Dee was giving Gypsy a new drug. 
every How? time Ooh. to treat the medical Oh, I hate this. That the doc like so I'm assuming it was like the doctors were like, No, she doesn't have this and Dee went, I don't like you and then left and went to someone else. Basically. Yes, doctor shopping. Mm-hmm. We love that. Hospital shopping. Mm-hmm. Great. Um so yeah, I hear say like Dee Dee had been a nurse's aide and had retained a lot of information and jargon from her time and so when she would talk about gypsy she would use it to her benefit, and it was just an information overload for the people listening to it. And so they would just be like, yes, of course, that's true. Sure, you know what you're talking about. Um, and to Rod, it looked like Dee Dee just had everything under control, and so he just left Gypsy's care up to Dee Dee for pretty much the whole thing. And then oh, he went God. out and got married and started a new family. Later. I mean, like, he later. didn't like he didn't know better, but still, he's seventeen. I don't know that mm. anyone would be prepared to deal with well, this situation. Well, it's not like you have any kind of education that would help you figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're living in a different house and you're not seeing your baby like every yeah. day. And the doctors were <sighs> like agreeing also agreeing. Her. So, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so during the time that they were living there, Dee Dee hit a breaking point with her family, which I couldn't find. Why? Did she try to murder someone else? I can't find this straw that broke the camel's back. It doesn't expressly say. Um, maybe it was, because her mom died in 97. They moved out shortly after, so maybe it was all of that suspicion. Mm-hmm. But who really knows? Um, so her and Gypsy moved two hours away to Lake Pontchartrain. Chartrand, I think, because it sounds mm-hmm. French, um, which is near New Orleans. It's like catty corner to it. Um, Cute. And then here they lived in public housing, and they would go see doctors at Tulane University Hospital and Clinic, as well as the Children's Hospital. Okay. This is when Dee Dee starts to say that um, Gypsy is having regular monthly seizures, that she has muscular dystrophy, ear infections, poor eyesight, as well as regular colds and coughs. That's so many things all at once. How is I no mean, one picking up on this? Not all at once, but this was stuff that was getting brought up after they moved. Like, yeah. it was just new all, all new things. Well, because Dee Dee's the only one seeing her right now, so there's no one around to discount it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. Um, so then Gypsy was put on anti-seizure medication, and she had a muscle biopsy done on her, which showed no proof of muscular dystrophy. Um, but doctors continued to operate on Gypsy following the information that Dee Dee was giving them. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, because I she feel like has had doctors... so many surgeries. Oh, medical neglect. I'm like, how is this not malpractice? And how did the doctors not be like, hey, can I see your credentials for this? Not even that. Like, like any you have of to do them. do your job, and like, if this it's, is a new patient, the, you have to do, like, the, do the test. Yes, find the information. Oh, this gives me a headache. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after Katrina in like 2005, I believe that's when Katrina did it. 2004-2005. So Dee Dee and Gypsy showed up at a special needs shelter with a potential photo. It was never confirmed as far as I can tell. Of their apartment or actually where their apartment had been because the photo was just a bunch of rubble. So that could have easily been taken from anything. So, like, maybe their apartment was gone, but maybe this was just not. And, like, considering how Dee Dee just likes to capitalize on, like, misfortune, 
I am suspicious. Yeah, I'm already suspicious about everything this woman says or does. And then she also said, when asked about her medical records, that she didn't have any of them mm-hmm. because they had washed away in the floodwaters. Wow. So now they have nothing to check on, and they're just having to listen to her say everything that's wrong with her daughter. Time to do the tests again. That exactly. should have been what yep. you did. first thing. That should have been what you did. Like, okay, I can see that this is, let me just check to see what's going on with it now. Yeah. Even if you're like, maybe, but or you know, whatever. Maybe ask Gypsy? Also, muscular dystrophy and hurricanes gotta be a lot to deal with. Just saying. In a wheelchair, mm-hmm. also with floodwaters, mm-hmm. in a rubble house. There's like, just how did a lot of out? questions you know, that yeah. people are not asking. No. So. <laughs> um, so this was the time the press got a hold of the story because it was just... You know, you have a severely ill child and her strong and desperate mother left to with nothing in the wake of a hurricane, and that's just too much for the press to, like, not use Yeah, they're like, this benefit. is so tragic. They're like, people are going to want to hear about this. They're yeah, people need show. to know. It'll get you the views. Mm-hmm. Same goes for the charities, because now everyone wanted to join in on helping these two girls. Um, they ended up getting airlifted from Louisiana to Missouri at the, oh, like, shit. at the, um, rec- like, not request, but, like, there was a doctor there that felt really bad for Gypsy, and, like, Gypsy was like, oh, you're only human, don't feel bad about feeling sorry for me, which apparently just melted this woman's heart, wow. and she was like, you know what, you should go to Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's so nice up there. And then, so, they wow. ended up getting airlifted to Springfield, Missouri. Did Gips- did Gypsy still believe it at this point that everything was wrong so. with her? Yeah, yeah. I think she believed for a lot longer, and like Ashley can talk a bit more about that because I don't have all the like psychiatrist stuff, psychotherapist, psychology, uh-huh. psychology. Thank you. Of the, of the, we were just talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they ended up getting to Missouri September of two thousand five, where they rented a house until Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Finished building one for them. Yes. Jesus so they got a free Christ. house out of all of this. I can't. Wheelchair accessible. Yeah. Like, everything. They got it all in 2008. Um, other things that they got were, like, free flights from a volunteer pilot organization, free trips to Walt Disney World, yep. um, free stays in a lodge specifically made for cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is ridiculous. And Dee Dee had also been getting stuff from, like, the Ronald McDonald Foundation mm-hmm. since Gypsy was, like, a baby. Yeah, so she had funny. been dealing wow. with this for a long time. Like, they would live there. So she knew what was out, what the potential was out there for the, from these charities. And she knew how to work her way through them because she'd been doing it for so long and nobody caught her on it. And then if it keeps going, you're like, oh, well, you know, we know about this. Other people are, like, aware of this, so we believe it. Yeah, and she kept moving locations, that's why. But throughout all of her moves and the craziness, Rod is still invested in Gypsy. Ugh, what a man. Yeah. And Dee Dee is keeping him at the loop with her story. Of course. Like, you know? Why doesn't he just go talk to Gypsy directly? Well, because he still lives in Louisiana with a family and other people. Phones exist. I am, no, I'm not saying. Okay, anyway, so... Everyone in Missouri, um, okay, so he's invested in his daughter, and he, he is calling, and he's checking her, and he talks to her quite a lot, okay. and Dee Dee knows that. 
But then Dee Dee, on the other hand, is telling everyone in Missouri, friends, doctors, whoever, that he is actually just a good-for-nothing, deadbeat, drug addict of a father <gasps> who abandoned her and their sick dog. No, no, no. He does not deserve that. He is trying to do everything he can for his child, literally. No. Yeah. I mean, I think he, maybe he could have made it more of a priority to come He's up the and Prince see her. Philip of the situation. Oh, it's like, he, his heart's in the right place. But he seems a little useless. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the reality was that Rod and his wife talked to Gypsy regularly. Um, I, agree, I do think they could have made it more of a priority to get up there. But what Rod said is that they would make plans, and for whatever reason, those plans just wouldn't work out. So like, Dee Dee would be like, oh, I'm well, wondering. we're doing something. Yeah, I'm wondering okay. if, it, if it was on his end that things wouldn't happen, or maybe they had set a date, and he asked for that date, and then they were like, well, Gypsy has to go to the hospital for this thing. And he was like, and so they were like, come tomorrow. This is all me speculating. I don't know why. Things never worked out, but if we're trying to hide that our daughter is actually sick, I may not want her father to coming up. And yeah. Him. Okay. Did Dee Dee believe that Gypsy was sick, or did Dee Dee know the entire time what the fuck she was doing? Hard to say. Uh, I can explain. We'll get. Later, we'll get to it. Okay. I think she literally believed that she was sick and got. She kind yeah. of like fed off of all the attention of having a sick child and wanted to care for her. There's a lot so more. So she to it. convinced herself into believing it. Oh, that Gypsy was sick, and she was like, "I have all this experience, and you know, I've seen this, and I." She has all these symptoms, and just like and the further I got, she was like, "Oh, of course, this is how this it is. is." How it is, yeah. It's it's a mental disorder. So mm -hmm. she she for sure believed it. Oh my god. Okay. So. In addition to that, Rod is still sending his child support checks every month. What for a man! $1, I don't even get my what? what? I didn't get those. Twelve hundred? Probably because she was a sick child, so he, you know, he the the court was probably like, you got like it. she can't work very much. So you have to help them out. <laughs> my dad only wanted like to pay caretaker. fifty a month. Yeah, I don't. My mom and dad. My dad didn't pay much for me because my parents agreed on a price when I was, like, a baby, what? and then never went back and changed how much money he should be paying. That's stupid. But, either. Yeah, so, no, this man, albeit maybe... Yeah, we all want your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this man, albeit maybe a little N trusting, yeah. um, still doing a pretty good job at being a dad. I mean, mm -hmm. she did a really good job at, like, grooming him at exactly. 17, exactly. so... Exactly, Yeah, that's a whole... Says more about her than it does about him. Um, yeah. Sure. And he also would send Gypsy gifts for birthdays and stuff. Oh. Um, like, he sent her a TV, and he got her a Wii. Oh, wow. Um, a Nintendo Wii, like, not just, like, a Wii. A Wii! A Wii. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, he continued to send things even after Gypsy turned 18, because he knew that she needed full-time care, and he just said it was not an option in his mind to stop paying after she turned 18. <laughs> what a man. Um, Go you, Rob. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to be a good dad in really tough times. Respect. Yeah. So the other thing about when she turned 18, Rod called her and was like, oh, hey, you're an adult now. Wow. And Dee Dee takes the phone away. And it's like, remember, she doesn't know she's fucking 18. Yep. She thinks she's what? 14. Yep. Don't tell her that she's 18. 
I was what? waiting for this. Because she'll get confused. Like, she was trying to sell Josh's face is like sheer incredulous yeah. disbelief. Because okay, she was fuck? trying to sell that, like, Gypsy was mentally handicapped and thought she was, and had a younger mental age mm-hmm. than people, than she thought she did. Like, than what the one was. fuck? Yeah. See, this makes it seem intentional on Dee Dee's part, where she's like, yeah, no, I it's, know. It's weird. Because I did read about, I think it's like malking, which is just, like, saying you have things to get money and stuff from it. And it's a very separate thing to Munchausen's but I'm sorry, if I was the dad, I'd be like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that would have been a red flag I know. for me. I, I like, think, among you know, other things. Yeah, especially that. But so she's 18, but Dee Dee is telling her that she is 14. Yeah. So she thinks what that she's four is years happening? younger than she actually yeah. is. And she doesn't know her actual birthday. She doesn't know. What? This At poor this girl moment, she doesn't know her is... Birthday. Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was a whole thing of like separate like birth certificate license what? identification. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is a great. Thing. I'm putting a I'm pin stoked. in all of my questions. Okay, Ella's reactions to this are just pure gold. And Josh's too. I, I, uh... Josh's was a uh, very like. <laughs> well, because he's turned around, so he had to like to look to face us. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to list a lot of things that Gypsy was said to have and things that were done to her because of that. Okay, bring it on. Okay, Gypsy's eye muscles were repeatedly operated on for alleged weakness. Tubes were put in her ears for alleged ear infections. She was given a feeding tube and ate very little by mouth, which made her have to survive on cans of meal replacements like Pediasure, well into her 20s. Um, Her salivary glands were first injected with Botox and then removed altogether because her mother complained that she drooled too much. What? Gypsy's teeth rotted out and Mm -hmm. had to be extracted, though whether that was from poor dental hygiene or a mixture of medications or just severe malnutrition, no one knows. Mm -hmm. How did no one pin that on Dee Dee? I feel like that's something you could take care of. Um, Neglect. Doctors, Literally. I mean, I'll, here I'll say, doctors for the most part just took Dee Dee, what, what Dee Dee said at face value, except for one. Absurdity! Yes, that's a great doctor, by the way. In 2007. Absurdity is the great doctor? <laughs> no, absurdity, but no, that one. That's uh, is a great doctor. Yeah. He's the one that kind of shut this down. I didn't grab this, but she was also told that she had cancer. Chemia. Um, thank you. And would they would, she would shave her head to prove mm-hmm. that she had it. Because you have to have no hair if you have cancer. Do we think that something that she was like, oh, all cancer patients do this? They all have to shave their head? Well, eventually, typically, yes, because you're doing Mm -hmm. chemotherapy, so you do get Mm -hmm. patches. And so Mm -hmm. at a certain point, you do just shave your whole head because it looks bad. Yeah, patchy. And leukemia is aggressive, so. Very. Mm -hmm. But she had to keep shaving it. Is she like, oh, well, this is what all the cancer patients do? I mean, probably. Like, this is, if you assume that. Gypsy never went to school because she was too sick. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know anything. Yeah. How did she get away with having, like, no education? Well, she was just too control. sick, so, like, if you're sick, you don't go to school because you're in the hospital. Yeah, but then you get, like, homeschooled education. Yeah, she uh, was very isolated. She definitely fell through a ton of people's cracks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, like, I have friends who are chronically ill and, like, aren't in school, but they still get education. That means yeah. this girl has no... She doesn't know anything. No. Yeah. 
That's so why, that's, that's a large how she part could also say too. that she had um, mental issues and like was kind of behind. Well, then you need help. <laughs> well, and that makes it even harder for Gypsy to like know what's going on. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't think she's sick, but she doesn't know. So yeah, she wouldn't know the know. difference. Yeah. And like you know, and she's never been around really like a ton of people, so she wouldn't know what sick people actually look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is absurd. Okay, so now for the good doctor. In 2007, a pediatric neurologist named Bernardo Flasterstein. Flasterstein? That's fun. Um, Solid name. He was consulted on the case in Springfield, and he became suspicious. Um, Dee Dee's stories about Gypsy's myriad of illnesses just didn't fly with him. In his notes um, to her primary care doctor, on the first after the first visit, he wrote in bold underlined type, this mother is not a good historian. Oh, mm. shit. Was he, like, finding all the inconsistencies in her stories, or...? Yeah, so what he ended up doing is he would, like, okay, I will do the test. And so he would do the test, and then he would go confer with doctors who had seen Gypsy in New Orleans and see if their if his results matched the results to the test that they had done. And it turned out all of them did. They had they were all came back that she was completely fucking normal mm-hmm. for the things that they were testing. How did on. no one catch that? Uh, will you let me finish? Okay. Um so yeah, she was normal. So then uh Dee Dee then stopped going to the New Orleans doctors after Flasterstein showed all of this information to her and he put in her file that he suspected Munchausen by proxy and since uh, Dee Dee never went back to see him. He's sure that she got his notes about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, she decided to never come back. And he also said that the nurses told him after Dee Dee left that she had been complaining that he did not know what he was talking about. Mm, that's suspicious. Um, Flasterstein's one regret is that he never followed up on it, but when he did look into matters, all the other doctors that were in Springfield, Missouri had bought Dee Dee's story hook, line, and sinker. And didn't do any actual research. And they told him to treat them with golden gloves, and that if he went to social services, no one would believe him anyway. Wow. So he just didn't. What? Well, social services is a lot of crimes as well. And the system is very flawed. What but in the hell? It is very difficult to prove this. Very. So... Oh, God. Uh, I mean, all of the tests came... Like, she didn't have anything. Yeah, but the tests can come back negative, but is there any, like, you know... But consistently through her entire life? Like, I... I don't know, but not every doctor is going to be like this doctor, where they're going to check it back Mm -hmm. to other doctors. Which they should. They're Mm going to be like, she's negative now, but, like, we'll just see. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, this wasn't the only time they did. In 2009, the police got an anonymous call from for a wellness check on Gypsy, which it was never revealed who it was. The doctor did say it was not him. Now I want to know who. Um, I'm never going to have to be okay. With so knowing. the caller believed that Gypsy was not actually sick with all of the things that she was supposed to be or suspected that. Um, so the cops go out there, Dee Dee appeases them, spins her fucking story, and she explains that the, all the inconsistencies in Gypsy's birth name and birth dates, because there were a lot, they would say different dates and different names. Yeah. 
Okay, this is so suspicious. How? Tell me how she spends her way out of this. She says she's trying to hide from an abusive husband. I would look into who that husband was if I were the police. Yeah, they did not call him ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they simply decided that DD was right, and they put down that Gypsy did in fact suffer from some kind of mental handicap. Case closed. The cops are really just like, <laughs> we don't feel like doing our jobs today. A lot of times. That's what happens. Mm. Okay. I did also hear that Gypsy herself tried to escape one time. Really? Um, she had gone to a science fiction convention where she had met a man that they had been talking online with, and this man brought her back to his hotel room, but then Dee Dee found them somehow. What? Knocks on the door brings him papers and says, hey, she's 15. And so he's like, oh, here you go. And just gives her away. She was actually 19 at the time, but who the fuck knows? Yeah, because, you know, she's 14. Yeah, so when they get home, Dee Dee smashes Gypsy's computer with a hammer. (gasps) I believe she also broke her phone multiple Mm -hmm. times. Um, and she would, like, fume to her friends about the internet and would just, like, yell and complain about the internet. I would not trust this woman with literally That's what my thing. If anything. someone came over to my house and was just like, mm, the internet is the evil thing, I'd be like, are you, are okay? you okay? Right? Like, my daughter isn't allowed to have concerned? anything. Like, I know that she's sick, but she should have connections with other people. people. Yeah. And also, shouldn't she have friends from like the hospital? Literally, she's there or the all the time. I've read, to be receiving. you know, I've read a lot of hospital books, and there's always friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. If she had leukemia, they would she's be with be her in chemo. There, yeah, you know, all right. With other people who also have it, or there'd be times that she's like in the hospital for multiple days, and they become friends. Makes yeah. zero sense to me that this person, this this girl, has no connection to anybody. Yeah, I would be suspicious if I were any of Dee Dee's friends. Uh, I mean, she did actually have a friend, but, you know. Other yeah. Um, so Dee Dee would eventually replace the computer, but she would make it so that Gypsy could only use it under her, like, strict supervision. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. So that's the history. Now we're going to get into, like, what actually happened. Great! We'll love where this is going. So, okay, it's 2014. Gypsy does have a family friend named Aaliyah. I did have her name. It starts with a W, but we don't need to have the whole thing out there anyway. Um, Aaliyah. And also, Dee Dee did not like Aaliyah. She thought she was corrupting her child. But I didn't like that enough about it. Why do you keep her around? Um, if you think she's corrupting your child, why do you still call her your friend? Well, Aaliyah was, like, technically Aaliyah was the same age as Gypsy, but because Gypsy thinks she's four years younger, mm-hmm. she looked at Aaliyah as her big sister. Aww, wait. Um, but so she, That's really sad, but kind of sweet? Yeah. And it seems like she was, like, this was, like, the one person she was able to confide in. But she had to do it kind of sparingly because they weren't left alone very often. Yeah. Um, so in 2014, Gypsy tells Aaliyah that she has a fake profile on Facebook called Emma Rose. She actually ended up having five fake profiles. Oh, shit. Which I'm like, uh, I wonder who's supervising her because you're not doing a great job if your job is yeah. like 
to not let your daughter be on the internet that you hate so much. Yep. If you think the internet's evil. Yep. Also, this is so much more unsafe than if you just let her have a social media. Literally, because then it's monitored and you could like you know what's happening and she'll be more open with you. Well, and she's not gonna be she's not gonna have five profiles because she won't need to. She won't yeah. have one. Anyway. Um so she tells Aaliyah that she had met a man named Nick Godajon on a Christian single dating app. <laughs> Sorry. Um G talked <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, like I went another... blunt for different reasons. Yeah, <laughs> it's because his name is Nicholas. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like a Nicholas. I can't trust a Nicholas. I mean, maybe you're you're great out there, but we know a bad Nicholas. I personally don't know the bad Nicholas, but I've heard the stories about the bad Nicholas. So I'm with you. So, and this Nicholas is also a bad Nicholas. This is a bad. Nicholas. Yeah. So <laughs> From what we know, this is a bad is Nicholas. And and a. <laughs> And a Catholic shocker. Oh. I mean, Nicholas from Princess Diaries two is okay. Well, that's because it's Chris, Chris Pine. <laughs> okay, moving on. Continuing on. So, uh, Gypsy is telling Aaliyah about how they're like super in love and they're gonna like elope together, and they have even like picked out names, which I wish I fucking knew, but I didn't find anything. Names for what? Like the potential names that Gypsy and Nick were gonna have for the children. Oh, like baby names. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, wait, but, like, I, I fucking wish, but I couldn't find it on this Because <laughs> I want to know if she named someone after her baby name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what bands would make good baby names, though? Uh, Coldplay, clearly. <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> you were so on it. Um, Where did that come you know, from? Lincoln, Lincoln Park, you know, sounds great. Just Paramore? Paramore is a good one. It could be, right? You know, Nine Inch Nails, just call them, like, Nine, or, like, Nin. Nin? Look at Josh. Josh thinks they're great. (laughs) Josh knows their actual names. I'm being fucking hilarious right now. I want to name a Sim Paramore, Paramore Nine, like... Paramore Nin. (laughs) (laughs) No, Ian, just an NIS. Hey, what's your name? Evanescence. Gosh. Evanescence Lincoln Park Rodriguez. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, also, if you think about it, the other one had to just like a name. And so, like, that would be, like, Vampire Lincoln Park Rodriguez. Yeah, it's just a fucking weird thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is something I like. Anyways. Okay. Um, so yes, they're theoretical Wait, was Emma the name of Dee Dee's mom? Which I don't think had any, like, thing for why she picked it, but maybe. And wasn't it the name of the main character from the musical or the play? No, her name was actual Gypsy Rose. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Weird coincidences. Yes, it is. Okay. okay. Um, she told them that they had done some sexting, which had included BDSM, which oh, Gypsy did say was more of his interest and not really hers. I feel like that is something that would need to be a shared interest. Yeah, yes. and Aaliyah is like, I think you're too young for all of this, and I because think she that... still thinks she's four years younger than well, her, and so uh, she was, uh, she thinks she's fifteen right now. So yeah, like, if you found out that your fifteen year old friend that you think of as a sister is doing BDSM sexting with some guy on the internet, I would be, be concerned. concerned as yeah, well. yeah. Be like. 
you might be too young for all of this. Maybe we need um, the breaks for just a little bit. And Slow it's down. like, you should be um, concerned. You should be concerned. That he might be taking advantage of you, and he could be some type of sexual predator. So like, yeah. she said all the right things. Yes. Go, Aaliyah. Um, she did, however, not think that Gypsy was being super serious about, like, running away together or anything. Uh, I mean, I don't think I would take that super seriously either. Especially for someone on the internet. Like, most of the time, especially in 2014, if you had someone from the internet, you never met them. Well, and as far as you know, like, she's 15 and she's super sick and disabled. Like, you're not thinking she's gonna run away and elope with the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She just thought they were all fantasies and was just like, you know, I don't know. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Valid. So then the next year, which was 2015, Gypsy arranged... This is... I heard it was a plan. I don't think it actually happened. But this is what, like, was being planned. She had arranged and paid for Nick to come meet her mom in Springfield. And she had a plan for him to just, like, casually bump into them at the movie theater. Where did Nick live? In Wisconsin. Ooh, that's not even close. No. Uh. Um, But so, yeah, they were just going to casually bump into each other at a movie theater. And they were both going to be in some type of a costume. Um, and they were apparently just going to strike up a relationship that way. Mm-hmm. And then she would then introduce him to her mom. And then, um, I don't, cause I don't know if this is actually when they met. I think he came, I don't know if he met her mom, but so Nick says that when they did meet in person for the first time, Gypsy took him into the bathroom and they had sex. Now, I don't know. That has not been corroborated. I did see it made. I don't know what's happening. This seems like the kind of man who would like to brag about it, though. If we're being honest, yeah. Um, This could be total bullshit right here. So then I guess he went home, and the two continued their internet interactions and began deciding on how to kill her mom. Mm -hmm. You know, something you bring up in casual conversation. You know, hey baby, miss you. Do you want to kill my mom? Right? Do you want to help me murder my mother, even though you've only met me once and you live like two states away? How was your day? Kisses. It's like the little sideways D and a three. (laughs) It's like probably a Facebook Messenger. Exactly. Look, I made a shark emoji. (laughs) All of those. Oh, yes. So, okay. Mm, okay. Um, okay, so then now it's June 2015, um, which is the same year as So Nick comes back <laughs> to Springfield, um, and he specifically arrived while Gypsy and her mom were at a doctor's appointment. And then when they return home, Dee Dee goes to sleep. And then Nick just, like, Gypsy lets Nick into their house. Um, and apparently she gave him some duct tape, gloves, and a knife. She is real prepared. So, yes. So, Dee goes to sleep. Gypsy lets Nick into the house and gives him maybe duct tape, gloves, and a knife. A lot of suspicious knife. objects. Like, it's all alleged, though. Like, it's kind of just his side of the story. Yeah. I don't know how much to trust this man on shit he says. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and so they both just had the understanding that he was going to use this stuff to kill Dee Dee. Um, Gypsy then hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so that she did not have to hear her mother screaming. And Nick then stabbed Dee Dee in her room 17 times in her back while she was asleep. 
Did Edie wake up at any part of that, or was she just out? I don't know. I'm assuming she probably would have woken up. I would not have wanted to wake up. I'm hoping that even if she did wake up, she was very confused and out of it, that hopefully she didn't feel things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because even if this mom is, like, kind of messed up, I don't think that's... I don't think anyone deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Okay, so then it's said that the two of them go into Gypsy's room and have sex, which very questionable for me. Very questionable. Yeah, she I just killed your mom. Yeah, that's fucked. Wow, and she did covered in my mom's blood. Amazing, attractive. Super. Let's get it on. Let's just go to my room this way. I don't have to see it. I'm not convinced they ever had sex. <laughs> I mean, maybe they did. I don't really know. Like, I, it's not the first time. That people have literally killed people in another room and had sex the next room over. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not unusual. But I haven't heard Gypsy actually talk about it. So that's kind of why I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they then took $4,000 in cash that Dee Dee had been keeping in their house, which would have come from um, Rod's child support money. Again, what a man. And then they fled to a motel outside of Springfield where they stayed for a few days planning their next moves. Um, They were not great at this because they were seen on multiple security cameras. Yeah, I feel like that's something you would want to plan out beforehand. Yeah, I mean, Gypsy never went to school and Nick is autistic, so his thinking probably is just a little bit different than most people Mm -hmm. planning and stuff. And I just don't think they actually sat there and thought about it as if not to get caught. Yeah. yeah. So, not to say, like, they're mentally uh, challenged and that for they cannot commit crimes properly or think well enough to commit crimes. I just think they didn't think to do yeah, that Yeah, that stuff. these two individuals did not plan I just think, at all. Yeah. And they're, like, I mean, he was 24, but I don't, I just don't know how solid they were doing. Yeah. Really seems like it. Um... Okay, so then Gypsy said at that point, she was like, we totally managed to get away with this. We did <laughs> such a good job. Yeah. Um, and then they decided to mail the murder weapon back to Nick's home in Wisconsin so that they wouldn't be caught with it, which, that's new, and that's hmm. kind of smart. Kind of smart, actually. You know? That's... Maybe not to your house, though. Yeah, you could have just mailed it anywhere. Honestly, to anywhere, but... Sure. Um, Because then they know where it's going and they know where to look. Yeah. Yeah. And then they took a bus to Wisconsin. Uh, Several witnesses saw both of them on their way to the Greyhound station and noted that Gypsy was wearing a blonde wig and was walking. That's not suspicious at all. No. And it's not like she's, you know, a face nobody's ever seen before. People know what she looks like and who she is. Just because you throw on a blonde wig doesn't mean that people don't know you. I'd be more thrown off by the fact that she was walking there. She'll be like, you're Gypsy Rose, aren't you? Yeah, Yeah. she should have clearly worn some some glasses because people never know that Clark Kent is (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? But, you know, it was 2015. Hannah Montana was around. She probably was like, no one ever figures out that Miley's Hannah. So, I'll do that. Yeah. So it's at this time that they had been posting those things on Facebook from the very beginning of this episode, and people were like, where the fuck is they? Um, 
And so this is when Aaliyah's mom comes out, bringing the information that Aaliyah knew to the police. Mm-hmm. She, I think what happened was that Gypsy had printouts of their conversations and had... That's and interesting. At, and at some point, Aaliyah's mom came into possession of them. I have a lot of questions about this, but she presented those to the cops where they were able to find Nick's name through. So then they had someone to look at. Also, the fact that the murder weapon was shipped to his house. I mean, that would have been found later, later on, but, but yeah. Um, so then the next day, I believe, June 15th, uh, a team of officers in Wisconsin by Nick's home are dispatched to his house. Um, there was a brief standoff, but Nick eventually, like, he quickly surrendered. He was like, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, he was like, I ain't gonna win this way. Um, he also and- seemed like he was a little proud of it. And Just so, say it. Yeah, so then he comes out to the cops, get apprehended, and Gypsy walks out right behind him. And, uh, w- like, a sad thing, and also a weird thing, on the news feed of Gypsy walking out of that house was also the first time Rod ever saw her walk. Aww. Was he watching it? He oh, saw it he later. Knew, yeah. He saw it later. So sad. Poor man. I He, he, he tried. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, like, um, Rod and his wife were able to end up, like, clearing up a lot of things for the cops because Gypsy still thought she was uh, 19 when this all happened, mm-hmm. but she was actually 23. 23. And Rod came in with a birth certificate and, like, explained all of these things. So they ended up coming in for aftermath dealing with. Rod was probably the best person to go to because he had the whole story of, like, what Dee Dee was telling him and... What he actually knew. and Well, he only would have known what she was telling everybody else. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, during the trial, Gypsy did say that while they had planned to kill her mom and for Nick to do it, she had also offered him another idea. Mm Mm-hmm. She had said, hey, what if you just get me pregnant because then my mom will have no choice but to accept you and our relationship. Um, Seems like the somewhat easier solution. And like, Nick, possibly. Although Nick was very on board with the murder plan, he never like said anything one way or the other about her pregnancy plan. So he was like, "Yeah, murder, pregnancy." Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't. Yeah, it's just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> never <laughs> just answered. said nothing. Had no like input, and I'm just like, wow. Was that asked to him in the trial? Like, what the fuck about the pregnancy plan? It came up on her, because she ended up taking a plea deal where she would get 10 years in prison for planning her mom's murder. Mm -hmm. And so she actually, she didn't have to testify against him, but I do believe that she went on the stand on the third day of his trial, and that's when all this stuff came out. So Mm -hmm. it kind of was painted as, like, he also just wanted to kill somebody, I think. Yeah. Some people are just like that, aka Billy from Scream. Um, yeah. No motive. No motive. Scariest um, people. So Gypsy actually gained weight while she was in police custody, which everyone was surprised at because normally people lose a bunch of weight in police custody. Yeah, but she's already not eating shit. Like yeah, she gained fourteen pounds while she wow. was She's very malnourished. Yeah, this is yeah. probably the first time she's getting actual food in her life. Yeah, so well she'd been on Pedialyte or Pediasure mm-hmm. until she was like in her twenties and she was caught at twenty three. So, yeah, like I don't know. Uh, she also doesn't have any teeth. Or she Literally. lost a bunch of teeth. 
Uh, Nick first decided that he didn't want to have a trial by journey, but that by journey, by, by journey, the yeah. band journey oh. comes in. <laughs> Don't stop <laughs> believing. Okay. And they just assess everything. <laughs> We're on this journey together, my friend. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the name of their kid. It's Journey. It's Journey. We Welcome did it. Welcome to the world. <laughs> we made it. We got there. Journey go to John. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... He then changed his mind and was like, you know what? I do want a jury. Thank you. Um, but his, his lawyers decide, tried to say that he was not like able to stand trial. Yeah. They were like, this is a aut- stupid decision. Well, Don't do it. He's, they're like, he's autistic. So he is not smart enough to do this mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it didn't work for that. And then so they tried to decide that they tried to spin it that he was just very love struck. And because his brain would, think different gypsy was able to play into that and their love to get him to do whatever she wanted him to do that makes her sound evil and manipulative um yeah well it didn't work because the next day prosecutors came in and showed jurors all the text messages which were also sexually explicit um that both gypsy and nick shared the weeks before the murder which often used various personas as well as the knife which he had used to commit the murder. In some of the texts, he asked her for details about Dee Dee's room and sleeping habits. Um, and so, like, were... he was anticipating this. Yeah, and so, and these were all supplemental evidence by video of his interview with police after they arrested him, where he admitted to having killed her. Um, and both him and Gypsy also had agreed in front of police that yes, he killed her. Um, yeah. There's no way he can talk himself out of that. Yeah, so the jury, the the judge had decided not to give them, like, to take death penalty off of the table for both of them at the beginning of the sentence, of the beginning of the trials. Like, he was like, I won't do that. Yeah. Um, the jury took only about two hours to find him guilty of both first degree murder and armed criminal action. He got a life sentence for the first first degree murder, and then he asked the judge for leniency on the armed criminal action charge which would have given him only three years and he was like no you're already in there for life yeah. so he got an additional 25 years for the second oh, charge shit. he asked for three years he was trying to be like come on cut me some slack just give me like some <laughs> break on this thing and he was like no, no. i will not I already said you wouldn't get the death penalty. So 25 years for this charge because it's important. Also, it's like clear that he did the thing. Yeah. And he also like wasn't really owning up to it. Yeah. He doesn't feel remorseful at all. Like he, he admitted to it to the police. And then when he went to trial, he was like, no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. For real. She made me do it. He probably would have been a little more lenient had he like, a, like a pled guilty or something. Yeah, if he would have been like, I did this and I feel bad about it, but he just tried to pin it on Gypsy. Yeah. So I don't know. Which if that was, was a his stupid call, move because everyone also, knew about Gypsy. Yeah. yeah. Gypsy is also the mastermind. She suggested it. It's true. She was the one that suggested it. So. Yeah. Like, I definitely. I, I don't exactly know what the plea deal was for because she didn't have to testify against him in order to get the plea deal. So it just seems basically that they, like, found out how her mom had been abusing her and were like, yikes. 
Um, I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. so you do need to go to jail because you killed your mom, but like we, we get, it. get it. Yeah, and that's basically what it feels like. What happened? Yeah. Didn't she try to get out early? I think her parole is like till twenty twenty three, around there twenty twenty four. Yeah, she'd be eligible for parole. Um, but I know she has tried to get out earlier for, like, good behavior, but they're not gonna... She's probably put in appeals of, like, what's yeah. considered, and, but she's I not also, eligible for, like, two, three more years. Yeah, and then her 10-year sentence would be probably around, like, 26, 27? Yeah. Yeah. Because they, it was, they probably would have gotten sentenced around... 2016. And he was sentenced in 2017, but he's gone for a long time. Yeah, so sure. she'll be eligible for parole at the end of 2023. Well, um, maybe we'll revisit this then. <laughs> I mean, we can update, but honestly, yeah. like, I know she probably wants to get out. She has said, though, that she feels the most free in prison. Because she has I, Yeah, it's the life. most she's ever gotten. So, like, I mean, I hope she's taking advantage of all the things, like, education and, like, skills that they provide in prison systems, because... If she was to get out now and didn't have all those things, I don't know how she'd be able to do anything. And I don't know, like, how much people would fuck with her in prison, because they, some of them probably still know who she is. That depends. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, she didn't, like, the biggest people that get the most shit in prison are, like, wife killers and, like, child, child molesters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, child, child abusers. Yeah. She was abused, and so, like, mm-hmm. her purpose was, like, you know, a lot of revenge and hurt behind yeah, being lied to. Which a lot lied. of people can understand. And, and, and if you also anticipate that we throw a lot of people in prison that don't really have any business being in prison, yeah. literally. She's probably fine. Yeah. 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 And she has like the most freedom there because she can actually eat. <laughs> she yeah. can move around. She can go outside. Grow her she hair. can talk to people. <laughs> so, Gosh. yeah, I can understand. But, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but there is a, I don't know if y'all knew about this, but she's actually engaged to another person. What? In prison. What? It always is weird to me when they find, when they Uh get engaged and married while in prison. Like Ted Bundy? Yes. Yes, that's so weird. Who is writing to these people? Why are like, yes, let's get married. I know you killed like 26 women. No big deal. But you know what? You're really cute. You didn't murder me. And you I wasn't one of those women. So, and I know, and I know that those girls just weren't the right ones for you. I oh, am. Yeah. Was like, it that someone she met thing. in prison that she is engaged to? I... Well, was she? Did she change her sexuality, or is it a man's? No, it's a man's. His then, name is Ken. Did he write to her? I I don't know exactly because I watched an interview with her and it, you know saying like I think the news was like oh we heard that you were engaged yeah and what? she was like yeah and I don't care I think he must have visited her in prison because how the fuck did she writing, know this it probably he would have had to have like written a letter to her first I'm before sure. mid- what is her, I think which this one? is her dad this is Rod Aww, that's her stepmom and that's her new fiance Ken so they're engaged weird um, face. I don't know if they're actually gonna get married but. I remember reading about when that. When did she get engaged? I am not sure, but I know it's a 2020 wedding is back on. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> So the plot thickens. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. We um, will. I mean, to be fair, I understand all this situation, and I don't, 
I, I mean, I'm not condoning it, but like considering that she didn't have a lot of resources. Totally. And she yeah. had tried to escape already and had failed and also nobody was helping her mm-hmm. or like trying to help her. She probably just thought like, my life will always be this way. Yeah. And yeah. got like very desperate. So like, I I'm can understand sure. it. And I hope that she's like getting all of the things that she didn't get to do, like get when she was growing up. And that when she does leave, she will, like, have a, a normal, like, life. I hope so, yeah. too. Because, like, I don't her, think yeah. she's evil. She got yeah. her life robbed from her. That's very, very much. And, like, the fact that, like, like I saw one of her pictures, I think, from when she was younger. And she looks so different. And, like, well, and, like, it was, like, um... She has glasses and, like, Because, like, yeah, it was her eyes that looked weird to me. Yeah. I mean, she had all that eye so surgery when she was young, which is ridiculous to me. Like, how can you even, like... Yeah, like, look at her eyes. I'm just yeah, like, oh, like, And the ears situation. And, like, I don't know when exactly, like, biopsies got advanced so that it wasn't a problem. But, like, if you don't know what a biopsy is, that's someone having to go in surgery and they take a sample of whatever they're biopsy from your muscle or your tissues and they study it. So they, they have to cut you open and take part of your body out. And all of this for no <sighs> goddamn reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, you know. This is, oh, yeah. Prison pen pal right here. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But this well, was like, she oh, just got like, tortured her whole Nicholas. life. Yeah, he's. He looks like a Nicholas. He, he 100% <laughs> he looks like a Nicholas. Like yeah. Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. But I thought I'd throw that funny thing out there that she's engaged. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yep. Y'all should watch oh. the act because it's a really okay. good series depiction of them. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to get like spoiled and I didn't want to like take their way of telling the story mm-hmm. from from them. <laughs> Ashley's over here just lording over all the information. I know, she's been, like, Googling things. And, like, <laughs> I know. Um, you know, like, if you, Ashley did this for her thesis, so she has a paper and a PowerPoint, and I have seen her, like, like Googling clicking through her slides to keep up with where I'm at in my yeah. storytelling. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, kind of fun. Kind of fun. So, I don't know if you want to explain, like, the what should have been happening mm-hmm. with all this stuff, with the Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. And, like, the psychological yeah. effects and what. I can kind of go through what I have of, like, what is it and, like, what are some criteria. <laughs> putting memes Why this happens. And, like, what you can do to kind of prevent oh, it. Oh, hang on. Um, I can just give, like, a definition of what Munchausen by proxy is. So you now, do whatever you want to do. Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, so now it is actually not called Munchausen syndrome by proxy anymore. It's called fictitious disorder imposed on another, according to the DSM-5. Um, so they define it as a rare form of child abuse where the primary caretaker either deliberately induces, fabricates, or exaggerates the history, signs, or symptoms of an illness in a child. Which Do you t- know if this was, like, changed because of Gypsy? I don't know if it was changed because of Gypsy. I know when they do a lot of new revisions of the DSM that they kind of rename disorders. Um, and I can go into, like, why they named this Munchausen in the first place. But I think the DSM kind of wants to be more, I don't know, uh, 
particular with how they name disorders. Um, I think there's been a lot of controversy with this name, but to be honest, most people still refer to it as Munchausen syndrome mm-hmm. by proxy. Like, well, nobody really actually says fictitious disorder and pulls on another, but it's going to be in a diagnosis of someone. If they do diagnose it, that'll be there. But everyone just says Munchausen. Yeah. Well, especially if you're speaking to, like, people, because I would assume if you're not in the field, you're not going to know all the changes. No, for sure. And, like, that's just what's commonly known. If you search up fictitious disorder, Munchausen comes up, too. So it's the same. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why, you know. Well, and if you're looking up a particular case in particular, that... Were you, yep. Uh, like if you're, don't laugh at me, Josh. <laughs> but like if you're looking up the Gypsy Rose case, it's going to say Munchausen by proxy. So that is the you know official nitty gritty part of the name. Um, this disorder kind of got named back in the 18th century. It was coined by a German aristocrat and. Okay. Um, Someone named Munchausen, perhaps? <laughs> yes, Munchausen. Um, and so, you know, the medical profession kind of took that name to describe certain people. So Munchausen syndrome by proxy is when you're kind of like doing this to another person, but there is like a syndrome, which is Munchausen syndrome, where you like believe you're sick and you're really not. Mm-hmm. So in the DSM, they also changed Munchausen syndrome to fictitious disorder. So it's just different names. But... um it was coined in the 18th century. Um, in 1977, um, there was a man, his name was Roy Meadow. He coined this term, Munchausen syndrome by proxy, based on two cases that he observed. One he of their names, Munchausen? No, it was just a, a man named Munchausen, and they kind of just like took that name. And <laughs> they were, were like, like this, this is, is the a very name unique now. thing to describe this case. It's very, you know, elaborate. Um Imagine think, your name being used as the name of a disease. Yeah, it's, it's, I, that guy must be, have been like, what is going on? But <laughs> from what, you know, like when Roy Meadow, he was a physician, kind of coined this term, he did explain like why, you know, it was coined for Munchausen. And I guess that person um, would ten, tend to ten, tend to say, to oh my gosh, cannot speak English We're doing today. great tonight. It's been a long episode. It's been a long episode. He would tend to say, like, widely exaggerated tales of his, like, travel and adventure that seemed, like, super elaborate, kind of, like, too good to be true. Yeah, like, I don't quite believe this kind of thing. I think that's weird, though, because, like, it's nothing to do with it except that you don't believe... Yeah, like you're exa- you're exaggerating. Basically, you know, because he was exaggerating tales of his life and his travel and his experiences. When you point it to Munchausen, you're kind of exaggerating symptoms that are not happening. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how you can relate it. But the the cases that he, you know, kind of coined this term off of, where there was like a woman put like her own blood in her baby's urine. Oh uh, God! Urine sample. And like you know, claimed Josh is just I was like, well, what's going on? Josh is like, I'm leaving Trust the room. Me, I'm still shocked about how this just even happens. But yeah, how does that happen? So she would put she put her blood in her baby's urine sample to like claim to the doctors that her baby was sick or something. I so feel it's like, like kind you of would notice that you That's would notice, weird. but you can kind of interfere with urine samples, especially yeah. if you're doing it if you're at do, home. and you're it's a baby. Like you can just yeah. easily put something. And then another one was, there was um, another mom who, like, poisoned her baby with, like, excess amounts of salt. Oh, Oh, that doesn't sound pleasant. And this is, like, 1977, so, like, this has been going on for 
a significant amount of time. Yeah. I mean, while I did research, um, I, I did, they did say that, like, majority of the people who do Munchausen by proxy are women, but yeah. they do find, like, fathers that they do have. it to their child, yeah. but also husbands that do it to their wives. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the majority of the research does say that it is commonly by the mother. Um, and usually this is done for a lot of personal gratification reasons. So yeah, to make you needed. F- yeah. needed, like, you know, to have, you know, you know your child best, and so you're going to make sure that you're taking care of mm-hmm. them. Um, but as, you know, we shared in the case, like, having this, like, they're to track it, there has to be a lot of frequent hospitalizations, a lot of like medical trips. Yeah, and this yeah. can span for like it could be a couple months, but it could be years, like with mm-hmm. gypsy. And so, a lot of the time, and a lot of the research, they say that the most common um, forms of this will be like poisoning, bleeding, infections, and intentional. Oh injuries. wow! And so, there's a whole bunch of other um, disorders that are common with Munchausen by proxy. So a lot of them are very, you know. Um, explain why Gypsy's case kind of came to light because seizures is one of them. She got diagnosed with epilepsy. So seizures is a very easy one to kind of fake if you kind of over-medicate someone. Um, Bleeding. So a lot of like bleeding disorders in the GI tract, you can easily fake. Um, Vomiting, easily. Yeah. Diarrhea. Um, Sleep apnea is one of them. That's what another one that Gypsy had. Kidney issues. So things that people would be like, oh, you have this, but it was all a result of Munchausen. Yeah. Well, but, like, also, like, those are things that are, like, a doctor isn't, like, you walk in, a doctor isn't gonna see, like, you having diarrhea. Yeah. And most of the time, you're not gonna, like, walk in and immediately have a seizure. These no. things happen randomly. Yeah. And behind, like, closed, closed doors. Yeah, so they would just have yeah. to take your word for and it. And sleep apnea, exactly. like, you have to be, like, asleep and you have to have masks and, like, that type of thing. A big one, you know, that also is like failure to thrive and feeding issues so gypsy rose was on a g-tube fed so you can easily put things in their g-tubes and yeah. so she could have put medication in there she could have put her pediasure but probably mixed it with other things mm-hmm. and so it's easy to when a child or person is not fed by mouth and you can easily manipulate things through the g-tube yeah so that's common um but if there, the list i mean even on, if you control what goes in by mouth like I mean, she could easily have done other things. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, if you fed, like, soup, you could usually put stuff oh, in yeah. the soup. Yeah, and just, I mean, if you're the good one that's soup. in control of that. Not good soup. <laughs> it's bad soup. It's nuts. So, like we were mentioning, usually it is the mom, but it has been, you know, there has been a little bit of research on fathers, but um, this kind of kind of can explain kind of how DD presented to medical professionals. Usually really friendly, cooperative in some way she wasn't mm-hmm. always cooperative comfortable with medical terminology comfortable with being around doctors and talking to them about so things. it seemed like she knew her shit to the people who met yeah. her so they're you know they're gonna kind of if you're talking their lingo they, they're gonna assume that you know what you're talking about yeah at that you know during that time obviously now i think doctors are a bit more aware of things but yeah especially in the last two years with all these people being like Mm-hmm. Google doctors. Yeah. And they have to kind of be on their game and that, yeah. you know, I can talk about how this is, you can prove Munchausen, but it's just really, it's tough. And so it's just, you just see like how these moms typically can be like really cooperative and like try to be like very like directing the, how the medical treatment is going. And, like yeah. she knows what she, her daughter needs. So she's telling you what needs to be done and that's what's getting done because she's kind of directing you. 
Whereas mm-hmm. if you were a mom now, like you're going to try to listen to the doctor of like, okay, yeah, maybe we should take that root treatment instead of you. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to do this. Yeah. Um, so they're like, oh, she knows her. <laughs> she knows. Um, so sometimes allowing invasive treatments. So a gypsy, like her eye surgeries, like that's pretty invasive. Yeah. Getting a G-tube inserted is very invasive. Yeah. So she kind of just went along with it sometimes. She's like, oh yeah, let's try this. Like, yeah. And, and I think. I think, I don't remember exactly what it said in the research for Gypsy, but I know that at some point she realized that she could walk and that she could do these things and would try to ask her mom, like, why can't why? I do this? And her mom would just kind of shut her down. Um, and so Gypsy kind of just sat with it and it was like, you know, I trust my mom. I love my mom. My mom loves me, which is yeah. very true. I would say yeah. Judy very much loved Gypsy. Like, it's I think just... there's like a, it's not part of it, but I feel like there's a bit of like a Stockholm syndrome going on. Oh, for on, sure. Yeah. Where you're entirely. like, this is my mom. Yeah. And like, she's I'm the only person my mom's I looking know. out for me. You know, and like, she heard these, you know, negative things about her dad sometimes, and they would talk to him on the phone. It was so different. So she's like trusting her mom because she's the one that's caring mm-hmm. for her. And if she really is being told, like, oh, I'm like mentally incapacitated, like, I'm going to believe that's my That's what you mom. believe. Yeah. And so this, like, her whole world got kind of created for her. Um, another common thing is willing to travel to different doctors, which Gypsy and her mom did frequently. When a doctor didn't agree with Dee, yeah. they would get up and move and go somewhere else and, and doctor shop and everywhere. Um, medical background, fascination with medicine. You could tell that Dee was very fascinated with medicine back to when she was a child, helping with her mother. Yeah, um, I don't know how anyone did not catch that. Yeah, and I think that doctor that kind of like really pointed it out, said that she was a poor historian. That's very common. So when, if you actually listen to a person who's talking about their child's medical history, there's a lot of inconsistencies. And so if you're being a poor historian can be kind of a trigger of like, oh, this doesn't make sense. And the fact yeah. that she didn't have medical records, that's really, because, you know, parents like carry around their child's medical records and like have it. And like, I mean, at this time, the technology is like easy to yeah. get medical records. Well, they're like always asking you like what surgeries have you had? Yeah. Like what medication do what, you take? What are your diagnoses? You know? And like, of course, like you're going to go off a of diagnosis, but if things seem kind of like wishy-washy, yeah. you be checking that out. Um, if you're also, not super confident in what you're doing, double check it. Yeah. And I would just say like, you know, if you're having a new patient come, um, into your care, you know, you would just kind of try to take all the precautions. But another big thing I remember researching is that the, the parents um, are usually very willing to have their child go through like discomfort and like risk associated with medical. Yeah, procedures. they're like, like oh, oh, they this need to do this fine. procedure. This is absolutely necessary. Yeah, even if it's not comfortable. For them. Yeah. So it's just those are kind of some criteria. Um, very it becomes a, per- a certain, uh, like, time where they're, like, not super caring about their child after that point. Yeah, and I I think it's just sad. And I think the big thing, too, that you can see is that symptoms may fluctuate in kiddos who are experiencing this. Um, so often you can see symptoms increasing in the presence of a caregiver. So, like, their yeah. mother. And if they're, you know, the caregiver's not there. And the symptoms, symptoms get better. Get better, or you know, if the caregiver is the only one that witnesses an episode. So, mm-hmm. if you know Gypsy had a seizure, you know, in front of other people, it would be different. Um, you know, and seizures obviously can happen in different places, but that's just a yeah. Thing. So it would just require people being super attentive. Yeah. So I think the big question is like, why do people do this? Yeah. <laughs> why is this a thing? So I would say trauma is a huge part of it um as most things are um often 
you know, mothers or fathers or caregivers who do eventually end up going down this road usually have experienced a negative, you know, parent-child relationship. Their childhood was a little bit traumatic. I think kind of... killing your mother would definitely count. Yeah. Well, but the thing with that mm-hmm. is that I didn't really find, like, a, like, an origin story for Dee Dee. It yeah, kind of just really seemed know. like she was her. like that. Well, and if you think about, like, it did say her mom was a petty theft thief um and so like it could just be like a case of like nurture over nature Mm -hmm. and like i don't know how it necessarily attentive the family was and so like there's a lot of unknowns around like Didi's childhood yeah the family does not talk except to say that they're not sad that she's dead yeah wow yeah that they're just like okay she's dead um but it really seems like it's just, like, they didn't really care about each other. And yeah. so there has to be more in there. But unfortunately, if like, we're probably just not going to know what happened when Dee Dee was growing up. Does Dee Dee's family still keep in touch with Gypsy? I, I don't, don't think know. so. I because think they so. moved um, when, I think, when she would have, I mean, she would have been, like, probably seven. But if you're feeding this whole, like, she's mentally younger than she is and she's so sick you're probably and you're not and also if you're not close to her mom you're probably not really dealing with yeah with her daughter and then they moved and they didn't keep up communication Mm -hmm. that you know is basically like the family like washed their hands of dd after they moved and they were just like so so i don't i don't think that they would because they don't even like know each other yeah they're just two different people for gypsy too yeah she could have had more people yeah and she lost like half of her family yeah so i would say lack of support too so Mm -hmm. she was definitely definitely isolated um so that's not helpful to her and and from what you know research says too is that you know Dee Dee probably felt comforted and supported in the hospital environment because those doctors were like listening to her and yeah. like yeah you're valid you know your daughter this is what's going on and so that is like kind of feeding on like mm-hmm. giving her a purpose and some control over something that like okay i have this sick child and you know this can kind of get me through this time and these medical professionals who are kind of in like a higher system of things are listening to her and then she feels like she needs to get she needs the attention and she needs the sympathy from them and all these other people kind of giving her support yeah and get recognized for being such a great mom caring for her daughter and then these people feel bad and want to help you and a lot of that can be like financially so they got yeah for them like they got to go to disney world and get stuff paid for and you know, it, it all comes from that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, she probably just wanted the attention. She wanted to be recognized, and she wanted to be seen as needed by someone or something, and, like, have her story told and see, like, oh, you know, I'm doing a great job caring for my daughter. Yeah. Even if it was at Gypsy's kind of expense. It definitely would have been at her expense. So, yes. you know, she was the one having to deal with all of the surgeries and all of the treatments and, yeah. you know, the side effects of all of it. Well, at the same time, not really having her own life at all. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to detect. And I would say that Gypsy is probably impacted in a lot of different ways that she probably hasn't even fully been able to process. It's going to probably take her entire life to go keep this yeah. experience and process through everything. But she definitely is not going to be trusting of people um, that easily. Uh, yeah i mean she's you know engaged again. i was like i think that's a very like quick 
you know, buffered over. It has been seven years. I don't think that she's been, I definitely think she's going to have like ongoing work. And I'm always, I'm always very questionable about like romances that start in Mm -hmm. prison. Mm -hmm. Unless they're like two inmates that decide to fall in love with each other. And even Mm -hmm. then I'm just like kind of, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could be more of like a person by person basis. This could be like just a gypsy thing and Yeah, but yeah. like it's just always kinda of strange. So like I don't know how well that will play out. Mm-hmm. I do kinda of hope the best for Me Gypsy. Too. Yeah. Because like I think she made mistakes, yeah. but I just think that she was kept kind of dumb and desperate. I don't think she knew any better. better And she just was, I think that this plan really just was coming from, like, a place of desperation of, like, my life is horrible, this is never gonna change, she's never gonna stop, Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm gonna die like this. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, when she, I'm sure, like, once she realized, like, oh, I can actually walk, and, like, why can't you let me see other people, and I can actually eat, and I, I'm fine. Like, I can imagine, like, she's still taking... Gypsy was on so many medications, and, I mean, that were honestly poisoning her. So, yeah. I just can imagine, like, her coming to the conclusion of, oh, I'm actually okay. Like, how do I get my mom to realize that I'm okay mm-hmm. and let me live my life? Mm-hmm. But there was, like, such a controlling factor yeah. for that. It's that just slow-acting murder. Yeah. Especially when you then, like, factor... Like, it's just, like, she was getting older. Like, it's a lot easier to manipulate a child oh, entirely. and then like you you know that's why parents have that how like trouble teenagers because now you have a person who is thinking for themselves rather than just trusting you um and just like agreeing with you and that's why so many parents mm-hmm. have like a problem with it but what was happening was that she was an adult an actual yeah. adult realizing things that she was not supposed to be able to do she was able to do mm-hmm. and then trying to like start doing things and then to see that her mom was, like, breaking her phones, yeah. smashing her computers, keeping people from her. Like, she just did all of this, like, backdoor stuff that kids do because... They have no are, control. Well, and kids are going to do what they want to do when it, however they can. And if you make things more difficult, they're just going to do things in the less safe way. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like... It was like a hurricane of, like, bad bad decisions that just kept swirling around each other mm-hmm. and then led to led to this action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I can't really speak from Nick's yeah, side. Yeah, I don't think he's not interviewed at all. I don't think they've done any interviews with him. I don't know if he's declined or they just haven't. I'm sure they've asked. I mean, I'm sure he probably declined. I'm not sure, but... I don't know. I feel like... It would be... Cur- I would be really interesting to hear, like, him... His side of the story. Because they've done interviews with Gypsy while she's been in jail. Yeah, so it I just, just think that probably the press is probably more focused on Gypsy, oh, and they entirely. don't really give a shit about Nick because he was yeah. just like a pawn. Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean that's shitty for him too. Mm-hmm. Like, especially he's like I murdered someone. I want the acknowledgement. Yeah, which is that's just a plot. But we've said this several times throughout the podcast. It's really hard to prove this, and so there can be a lot of speculation. And so you know the research that I did kind of doesn't give a lot of other than when I said, you know, separating the the kid from their caregiver can kind of give you an insight of if symptoms improve or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one is you would actually need to obviously get like approval for this is like video surveillance. So often this is detected in the hospital if a child comes in for whatever reason, 
this is obviously mostly detected in the hospital because it's medical child abuse. And with hospital policy, it can be very difficult to get video surveillance in a, a room. Yeah, for so, real. And, like, not really ethical. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there was, like, obvious suspicion. And obviously you could report this, but it, it's just there's there needs to be concrete evidence. And so, at least when I was interning in a hospital, there was a few cases that were going on actually while I was there with Munchausen, suspected Munchausen by proxy, where, like, a mom was deliberately injecting her child with blood. She would have, like, a GI bleeding disorder. And then another mom caught on to that and started doing that to her child. That's wild that you would think that was okay to do to your kid because you saw your friend doing it. It's like a good idea. Yeah, which was like, that was a whole fiasco going on. And the the only way they were able to prove that is there was a one-to-one nurse in the room with that mom and her daughter. And they... I think I remember this day. Yeah, they like... Locked in on it and they they found needles, right? They were... The nurse never left. So when they have a one-to-one aid, you can't leave the room. So... That nurse is just basically monitoring, and so I don't know if the nurse, like, turned her back for a second, but somehow mom, like, injected her, and they found a needle in the trash. And so... And, like, a nurse, if, a nurse, they, had, if they had used a needle, would have put it in, like, the biohazard. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, in the, the trash. trash. So that's, like, kind of how they were able to prove that one. There was another case I was working on because I was in a GI rotation, and so there was this kiddo who came in who was really little, failure to thrive, so he wasn't gaining weight. Um, even though they were putting him on, like, different feeding regimens. He was on a G-tube like Gypsy, mm-hmm. and he was, like, losing weight very quickly. And so when he was discharged from the hospital, they would have a follow-up appointment in the clinic, and he would have lost more weight. But when he came back to the hospital, he would gain weight like he was supposed mm-hmm. to be. So that so it's that one of the cases of, like, of, like yeah. he's on the same feeding regimen. If he's on the same feeding regimen at home, his weight shouldn't decline. So yeah. There's a whole thing, like, of trying to prove that because the feeding regimen doesn't lie. Like, if the hospital is able to do it for, like, three days, four days a week, and, and then it he works. goes home for the same amount of time and has a follow-up appointment, he shouldn't be losing a couple pounds in a week. Yeah. So either you're not giving him the, the formula or there's something seriously going on here. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, kind of how you can prove it, um, tracking things and, you know, call children. Having services. actual history it's of it. It's just hard, but... Um, very underreported because there's not a lot of evidence, but and it's know, not like a super old and well recorded. No, symptom. because it's so under you know under recognized, underreported. It's very taboo. Like when you talk about child abuse, like people just don't want to go there. Yeah, and so and if you make that accusation, it's like a large accusation. Um, yeah, you need the facts for that. You do, and like, but as like mental health professionals or social workers, like you're mandated reporters. So if you have any you know, um, suspect of child abuse, you can report it. Doesn't yeah. mean you have to investigate it. That's not your job. But if there's like suspicion of it, you probably you should. To. Yeah. But yep. the hard thing is, is that if you're in a hospital setting, like your medical team has to kind of back you up. Like everybody has to kind of be on the same page. So mm-hmm. like, cause likely like doctors would be consulted about their concerns. The social worker or would put in a, you know, referral to CPS, but the whole medical team needs to be communicating and be on the same page or it's not going to work. Yeah. Everyone has to be behind that before you start making that accusation. Because if it's one person against a like a mom or a family, like if there has to be stuff. Yeah, you need the you that. need the support. So, and do you find that it's likely that like doctors don't want to admit that they maybe didn't like look into something, or that they were maybe wrong about a situation? I w- at least when I was there, the doctors were very on board that it was likely Munchausen, but they will often put it on social work to report. And so, you yeah. know, doctors are mandated reporters are often put in on social work to vote because it's child abuse. 
and nobody wants to touch that except yeah workers. but i definitely did have some you know doctors be like this looks like my child in but we have like we yeah, don't we have a lot proof. of evidence mm-hmm. and so you know as long as your medical team's on your side there's like reasonable suspicion to report but i definitely feel like there probably been some doctors that are probably didn't recognize and i'm sure the ones with gypsy were probably like oh shit you know like we didn't catch that or yeah and like it like i said it can be hard to detect especially if you jump hospitals and like yeah, there's no true. medical record trail like how are you going to prove that you know unless you do the tests over again each time so that's and i mean there are some genuinely bad doctors out there who can misdiagnose entirely so like the, the medical team kind of has to make the call with you if you're in mm-hmm. hospital so that's kind of you know kind of like a role of a worker but you just want to make sure you're looking out for a child's best interest if they're really getting harmed like you know everyone needs to be kind of on the same page and making sure we're kind of looking out for those those kids to make sure that they're safe really it's not that Mm -hmm. you're trying to separate a kid from their family but if they're being harmed you kind of gotta you gotta take that in front yeah there's a step in there yeah for sure but i definitely think that both sides need help like the the caregivers we yeah. need help a lot yeah. of therapy and so would those kids that are affected by it um i think there needs to be a lot more trainings about this i think people need to hear about it it's i feel like awful. it's something that's definitely a lot more common than people think it is it is and it probably goes under everyone's radar mm-hmm. and so because it's so hard to prove because a lot of you know a lot of things you need facts for and so i think coming from a place of like realizing that there's trauma here on both sides about how you you know approach this matters but yeah that's kind of a summary wild wild Wild. i know i love this i'm like such a weird person i think this is so cool i mean that's what we run a paranormal and true crime podcast yeah you're talking to the right people (laughs) that's why we're friends (laughs) tis why we friends but thank so, you for having me. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was so much fun. Because we don't always understand, like, the background stuff. Yeah, yeah. the, like, science behind things. And the, yeah, the, like, the doctor side. Like I said, this is an LL Learn Science episode. And yeah. true crime. And if you guys know, I believe we have a whole, like, we like science episode. Yeah, that was our Chernobyl episode. Chernobyl. Oh, yeah, that was a good Science rules. <laughs> just the Bill and I theme song playing in the background. I'm like, I can't because copywriting. I know, but yeah. we would if we could. So that was just yes. wild. That's all I got for you. Ella's yeah. reactions were priceless. Wish so were Josh's. So were Josh's. Yeah. This yeah. was like, a whole experience. At least you could hear Ella's reactions. You couldn't <laughs> even do that. With Josh, Josh just was. Like, you just heard our reaction to Josh's reactions. <laughs> <laughs> so. Great. Well, should we tell them the things? Yeah, let's tell them things. Alrighty, you can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. Uh, if you guys want us to get a Twitter, uh, let us know. Because we're thinking about it. Yeah, we are heavily considering that. That and TikTok, which I think would be a lot of fun. It's so much work for me, though. So much work. Um, mm-hmm. If you have questions, what? comments, concerns, or stories, or suggestions, you can email them to us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. Um, rate and review. Rate review. Follow where you can. Um, that way I can see it. Thank you guys for sticking out such a long episode. I'm not what? entirely sure what the actual time will be on this, but, but we knew it took us yeah. a long time to finish talking. Also, you knew the, the hype around this episode was been a while. 
and yeah. it's a big case, proper and grammar. we wanted to properly explore it and understand it. Yeah, also, fucking first guest over here. Uh, she's been a guest before on a Ted Bundy. Oh my god, she um, was. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And Josh this is where the shit from my before. end is coming. I know Josh was a guest before. Yeah, okay. So we've had many guests. We've had usually two. the same people. Because we cool. Because <laughs> we cool. And spooky. Very yeah. spooky. All we have started to try and look into getting guests or being guests, but nothing so far. Nothing yet. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I hope you had a happy Halloween. Oh my gosh. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Because it's it's still not Halloween yet, but like it was. It was. You hear let this? us know what you guys did. Send us your costumes. But also the past. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ghosts and Ghosts. All right. Bye.